0: One, two, three, four. Screen time!
1: Screen time! Screen time! Screen
0: time! It's my screen time,
1: time too. Hello, and welcome to It's My Screen Time 2, the podcast where two moms too. review the best and worst in children's programming. From Netflix reboots and YouTube shorts to Disney classics and Pixar blockbusters. We watch, you listen. Find out what you can tolerate watching for family movie night, what to avoid altogether, and what you'll want to watch alone, voluntarily. I'm Katie. I'm Deborah. And I have two kids Jay, he's four, and Kenny, he's one. And I have three kids
0: Tony is 10, and Libby and Nate are seven. Our children are adorable, aren't they? So adorable. We love to tell a quick story about how awesome or occasionally how awful our kids are because one, we are witty and incisive pop culture consumers, but two, we are also moms. My kids made their own lunch today. What? That's they made awesome. tortilla
1: pizzas. <laughs> They're like self sufficient now. You're done. Just walk yep, away. My work is done. <laughs>
0: They did all of it, except I did take them out of the oven, but I don't, I think Tony totally could have handled it. Right.
1: That is so exciting. Now you just have to get them making your lunch too.
0: I know, but I don't like to eat the food that they like to eat. So I'm okay making my own like (laughs) salad or (laughs) whatever. How about Jay? And Kenny, what have they been up to?
1: Okay, so sometimes Jay comes down to sleep in bed with me at night. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the moment, at least, Kevin is not sleeping in bed with me at night. Not because of any marital strife, but because he snores a lot. So... When Kevin comes downstairs to get ready for work in the morning and finds Jay in the bedroom, he is the one that will often give Jay a talking to about how he should probably stay in his own bed at night because I like the snuggles. And even though I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm still like, oh, I get to snuggle a kid. So, yeah, I never have that conversation with him. So the other night. Jay came to sleep in bed and morning came, and Kevin was like up in the kitchen before he came into the bathroom to take a shower. And Jay woke up, realized that his dad was like up and about in the next room, and was like, How do I get upstairs without daddy seeing me? <laughs> and I said, Oh, bud, that's really tricky. But you know what? If your daddy's in the kitchen and you crawl on your hands and knees in front of the kitchen island because the kitchen island essentially goes from the master bedroom all the way to the stairs. I bet <laughs> he won't see you. And that's what Jay did.
0: And of did course... he like army crawl?
1: Like helpless <laughs> on the floor? <laughs> and of course Kevin saw him, but it was just the funniest thing in the world. <laughs>
0: That's so cute. That sounds like a miniature Macaulay Culkin (laughs) antic.
1: All right. So what you're saying is I need to start monetizing this. I think that you could put it on YouTube and get a lot of likes for sure.
0: That's cute. Well, we're talking about some serious screen time in the news today. We watched the CNN Sesame Street special it was a town hall titled standing up to racism very on our minds very in the news very tough topic but I thought that this special was really good I mean we I live in Minneapolis where the start of the protests over George Floyd's death began and so it's been right here And I've been really troubled by it. And as a white lady, I want to know what I can do that is going to be helpful and not hurtful. Because even the best intentions sometimes don't work out that way. So this was a good way to start, I think, with how to talk to your kids about what's going on. Um, And it had Van Jones... Erica Hill, who I was under unfamiliar with, but she must be a CNN news personality. They interviewed people like Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. They interviewed Gordon and Maria from Sesame Street. I, like, teared up a little bit when they came on, just because, I mean, they were on Sesame Street when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, They had a lot of questions from kids like heartbreaking questions from like a little girl who's like if I go outside are the police gonna hurt me basically Um, and they had some experts on at the end um, a lot of it was like how to talk to your kids about what's in the news and how to talk to your kids about racism in general and they I thought gave a lot of just very basic, very helpful advice. Like, it's not fair. Everybody should be treated equally. Everybody is not, but they should be. What did you think?
1: Oh, man, that opening segment. I think it was maybe only a minute, if that, between Elmo and his dad talking about what racism is. Just that as if I needed another reminder of how good Sesame Street is at its job. Mm -hmm. It was just so concise and eloquent and understandable in a way that like, I have been fumbling to explain things for ages and have not come up with anything nearly that comprehensive coming Mm -hmm. out of little Elmo. I thought, I mean, that to me for Kids as young as mine. I mean, Kenny was not really watching. I watched it a little bit with Jay. That opening clip really or was the most immediately eye-opening for him. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I watched it with my kids, and they were most interested in the parts where the Muppets were on. Yeah, they're not Muppets. Yeah, they are. The... Okay. Yeah, they are. It's Jim Henson.
1: I think they qualify as Muppets, right? right?
0: Anyway. <laughs> my kid like big bird did like kind of a funny thing and then my kids just wanted big bird to come back. I think they got something out of it, but I definitely got a lot more out of it than they did. Um I really liked there was a question from a parent about like how do you deal with your white privilege and she said something I really identify with is like when I was raised as a kid, we were told to be colorblind and that everybody is the same and you don't see race. And like, I definitely identify with that. And then the experts really emphasize that it's okay to talk about race. We should talk about race. We have to like sit in our discomfort, which is not what they said, but it was, it was helpful all over. If there was also a book, one of the experts experts had written called raising white kids. And there were other recommendations at social justice org that I definitely I'm going to look into that one.
1: Had you watched, because they mentioned that CNN had also done a special with Sesame Street regarding COVID. Did you watch that? No. I didn't watch that either, but I thought it was interesting that they've kind of been reacting to of the moment news stories that are really affecting kids in what I think is a really innovative and pretty effective way.
0: I liked it a lot, and I liked that it was geared towards both parents and kids. Like, Mm -hmm. you're meant to watch this together. So a little different than our usual screen time in the news segment, where we usually read an article. But it was fun to watch something for a change, even though it was on such a tough subject.
1: And guys, even if you missed it in its original airing, it's available on demand. You can also get the whole thing on the CNN website. Any follow up from our last episode? I'm
0: sorry to say I haven't indulged
1: Tony in his desire to watch
0: the Smurfs yet. Oh man, I've told him he can choose that for his screen time, but he, we got him um, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I think it's what it's called. As the end of the thank God distance learning is over <laughs> school year <laughs> present. <laughs> So he's been playing that.
1: Um, I have a question for you because Mm -hmm. of the ages that Kenny and Jay are right now. Jay's about to be five. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a sweet spot for shows or movies that kids can watch together when one of them is in the preschool demographic and the other is aging out of it? That's a good question. My kids
0: like vastly different things like Libby is 7 which is pretty old for preschool shows but she would still watch Paw Patrol. Mm-hmm. She loves Paw Patrol and she feels kind of self-conscious that it's a toddler show or a preschool show but I've told her it's okay. She can still like those guys. I feel like something like El perro y el gato where it's like fun just funny stuff and like maybe Jay can get something out of it intellectually whereas kenny might just be more interested in the humor of it
1: that's a really good idea we're gonna try that this weekend thank you (laughs) no problem (laughs) today's topic is the preschool show doozers and we found this on hulu turns out it's actually from 2012 to 2013 uh it was released then in canada but it comes to the U S as a Hulu original. And I will stand up tall and admit that I don't really understand how that works, how something counts as an original for a streaming network, even if it's already previously aired somewhere else. I understand movies like the Irishman were made for and by Netflix. That is clear to me. It's clearly a Netflix original, but I don't understand how it works for something like this. Good question. Did they buy it? Yeah. I mean, or did and they? Sure, but I guess when I did see it
0: air, did it not air? No, it aired. Then I feel like it's not an original. Exactly. Yeah,
1: whatever. Hulu. <laughs> but I feel like no, I feel like they all do it. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that is irrelevant, but interesting. So it was pr- produced by a Canadian company called Wild Brain and the Jim Henson Company. Speaking of Muppets, looking into the Jim Henson Company. They lend their impremature to way more television shows than I knew. The list is long. Animated things, not just things with puppets. I was just surprised by that, I guess.
0: Were they behind *Said the Science Kid?
1: They were behind yeah. *Said the Science Kid. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, does that make this our second Jim Henson? No, because we watched The Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. <laughs> so Doozers had two seasons, and... Hulu, as it did with The Bravest Knight, split the first season into a whopping 52 episodes at 11 minutes each. Season 2 only has 10 episodes, but they're presented in the more traditional for broadcast 22-minute length, which Two stories told per episode. The show is about four doozer friends, and doozers are little green creatures. Um, and these four friends are named Daisy Wheel, Flex, Spike, and Mollybolt, and they work together to solve engineering problems in their eco-friendly town of Doozer Creek. Doozers were originally created in the 1980s for the Jim Henson series Fraggle Rock, which Deborah knows way more about than I do. <laughs> <laughs> we picked it because i knew that deborah loved fraggle rock and we also knew that our screen time in the news segment was going to be pretty heavy and we wanted to balance it with something lighter in the main topic we watched a few of the 11 minute episodes the first was called project radish Oppult." The second was called Green Thumbs, and the third was called It's a Breeze. We will quickly go through the episodes one by one and then move on to our more general thoughts. Deborah, would you care to summarize radish a
0: Yes. After a construction accident, the pod squad builds a catapult to transport radishes across a ravine in order to power a turbine.
1: So the doozers are always building things and they build things out of compacted radish dust. Every, yeah,
0: everything in their world is powered by radishes. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like press board made of radishes. Yeah. And in Fraggle Rock,
0: for those of you who haven't seen it, they're always building stuff out of there, and it's like translucent rods that are made of radishes. And then the fraggles will always go up and just, and the doozers are really tiny and the like hamster tiny and then the fraggles will just like grab one of their roads and just eat it and <laughs> destroy the whole thing because it's yummy because it's made of processed radishes
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm, processed radish the fact that they opened up the doozer world to include this idyllic town of doozer creek why on earth did the original fraggle rock doozer stay there
0: I don't know. It had to be like, so I'm not going to say this right. Sisyphean. Yes. Sisyphean. They build all these processed radish structures over and over again. And I don't, I didn't watch a clip of Fraggle Rock, partly because I don't want to ruin my memory of it, but I don't remember. I think the doozers talked, but I'm not sure if
1: I'm accurate. I don't remember either, but I was not—I was not a fan of the Fraggles. <sighs> okay, can we talk about one more thing about this episode? Yes, they build a catapult to throw radishes, and they call it a radish radishapult. Isn't the obvious name radapult? That would make more sense, like phonetically. Yes. All right, just wanted to clarify that I wasn't alone on that one. I find radish apult to be really unappealing. I just kept wondering, like, why radishes?
0: That's to me kind of an obscure vegetable. You're right. It's definitely not a staple vegetable.
1: Like, how radishes? Well, they're good. <laughs> she says, not quite so sure. <laughs>
0: But they're not, like, I feel like I always have celery and carrots in my refrigerator. And radishes are, like, a novelty.
1: Yeah, but have you ever cooked them? I actually
0: have not. Are they good cooked?
1: so good. Like, if you saute radishes, they're delicious. They lose a lot of that, like, really sharp flavor. And they just become mild and wonderful. I'll send you a recipe.
0: Oh, I'm so curious. I thought of radishes as, like, a... vegetable that you never cook like a cucumber
1: no you can cook them and they're good okay and that has been radishes today (laughs) thank you for joining us (laughs) so we'll move on to the next episode which also includes radishes it's called green thumbs and our friends the pod squad find some baby radishes that they're was no room for on the farm, so they learn about hydroponic gardening to find enough space to replant the baby radishes.
0: This was a cute one, I thought. I liked the baby
1: radishes. They were like swaddled, kind of. I know, uh, one of one of the doozers had it in a little blankie. <laughs> <laughs> They did build like a hydroponic wheel to grow the radishes in, but it didn't seem like there was enough room for the radishes to get any bigger.
0: That's true. And I also could not figure out because it was like a Ferris wheel Mm -hmm. and I couldn't understand how it was
1: moving. Well, you know, radish power. I guess. (laughs) Because they do. They have cars and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: anyway I liked the baby radishes I liked this challenge because I. it seemed like am I right like the radishes they were trying to save were just like had been thinned like somebody was like thinning the right. garden and like if you thin your garden you just toss the extras out unless you're a boxcar children child
1: oh Violet you can do anything with thinned vegetables <laughs> So I thought
0: it was cute that the little doozers wanted to save the little radishes that probably should have just gone to the compost.
1: And as someone who really likes process in her shows, Mm -hmm. I was really disappointed by Mm, Project Radishapult because they built the catapult, but they didn't really go into like, what do we need to build a catapult what the right. process was for building it. And they did that a little bit more with Green Thumbs. They explained what hydroponic gardening is. In that sense, it was a bit more satisfying.
0: Yeah, and even even more basically than that, they explained like what plants need
1: mm-hmm. to grow, which I thought was added to the educational value. I am fascinated with the potential of hydroponic gardening. I think some farms here use it like to get
0: things started Mm -hmm. a friend of mine helps out a guy who grows peppers Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure he grows them hydroponically
1: that's awesome yeah science man should we move on to it's a
0: breeze sure let's Okay, in It's a Breeze, the problem-solving pod squad figure out how to play their musical instruments on a windy
1: day. If kids ever tried to replicate this, they are going to be so disappointed. Yeah. Because they make these instruments like drums and flutes, well, horns, that are powered by the wind. And when they're done, they all play together to make like a melodious melody when... In reality, it would be cacophonous.
0: Yeah, (laughs) homemade instruments never sound very good at all. (laughs) This was a cute one. I don't really have a lot to talk about. Do you want to move on to
1: our overall thoughts about the show? Sure, let's do that. Uh, Do you want to spend some time talking about how you felt about the Doozers before we watched the show?
0: I think I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about Doozers because they're sort of not a big part of Fraggle Rock. They're not main characters by any means. I think part of what I liked so much about Fraggle Rock is that it was back in the time of like appointment television because I'm pretty sure it was on on like Sunday nights and my family sat down and watched it all together and it was like a ritual around it. And I think that must be why I liked it just as much as if it was a good show.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So So, probably all the more reason why you don't want to revisit it as an adult, because that context is removed. mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And you might start thinking about how the Doozers are actually the totally unappreciated essential workers of the Fraggle Rock economy. Definitely. Definitely. Just Very so, you know, bring it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just going back again to the lack of process. Did you think it was educational at all or just for fun?
0: Well, you pointed out there was the really the missed opportunity with the catapult, for sure. Um, and I noted that as well. Uh, Green Thumbs was a little more educational. I wasn't even sure, like, what the educational value of It's a Breeze was. felt like... I thought it was kind of supposed to be like a STEM or a STEAM program. And so for It's a Breeze, there was a lot of missed opportunity. They could have talked about how instruments work and how they make the sounds that they do.
1: Yeah, they're always going to, gosh, what do they call it? Like the Doozertorium or whatever to Mm -hmm. plan their creations. And they just like stand in front of this console and wave their hands and the thing is just made. Mm -hmm. So it definitely doesn't, not to harp on process, but the credit sequence made it look like it was going to be this really fun, like Rube Goldbergian Mm -hmm. thing that we were going to see them make every week. And there just wasn't any of that. Right.
0: It was a little more heavy on like working together, I think. Yeah. There is like a lot of potential for a kid's show that involves engineering concepts.
1: Did your kids or do your kids ever watch Blaze? and the I don't know. It's about monster trucks.
0: Uh, I think Tony watched it like a couple of times a long time
1: ago. I do not care for it, but it does explicitly integrate like usually just physics topics, I guess. Like what is thrust? And like there's okay. always a song about it. Like it's really explicit. So I wish it was better. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> or, <laughs> I can't get enthusiastic about it because I don't like the characters, but I think sure. it does a good job of integrating those concepts a better job than the Doozers did Sure. does. What did you think, speaking of the fact that I can't keep the Doozers straight, what did you think of the pod squad, which is what the four friends call themselves?
0: None of them seemed to have a super distinct personality. Which I think is very much in keeping with the doozers from Fraggle Rock. Oh, that's true. But a lot of times in kids shows, like, there's the smart one and the zany one and the dumb one. And the one who's always
1: hungry. The one who's always hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we really didn't get any of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and this is very much like, I don't know, like a North Korea comrade. Everybody wears the same shade of lipstick.
1: And no one is allowed to go to the salon because they all have terrible COVID haircuts. Like Mm -hmm. if you look at the way their hair is styled, it's all like choppy and someone needs a steadier hand when cutting children's hair, I guess.
0: Your note on COVID haircuts was, like, one of the funniest
1: things I read in a long time
0: (laughs) in the outline.
1: It just shows how, like, we cannot watch any of this without filtering it through our current moment. If anyone goes back into our backlog and listens to this, they're going to be like, "Oh, they're talking about COVID haircuts. (laughs) In a way, this show reminded me of Paw Patrol because they give a lot of responsibility to the kids weirdly like the dozer's job is to get these radishes to the other side of the ravine and instead of the adults working to do this they're just like oh sure kids it can be your job i know
0: do you think that they're interns hmm. are they doing this for college credit and not getting paid but expected to actually do
1: stuff i mean they seem a little young to be interns
0: but they had a lot of autonomy.
1: Yeah. I don't know. The doozer doodad,
0: I think his name is called, is his name, he gave them some guidance. That's true.
1: That's true. I don't know. It made me uncomfortable. It just felt like the adults were being lazy.
0: Yeah. It was definitely uncertain, like, because they were taking on a big project. Mm-hmm. Like, what were the adults radishes. even doing during this time? Were they trying to clear the bridge, maybe? I don't know.
1: What did you think about the animation? Kind of like Sid the Science Kid, which we just mentioned, this one is computer animated, whereas, of course, the original Doozers were puppets. Did you miss the puppets?
0: I have a great appreciation for Jim Henson's company's puppetry. Mm -hmm. So the animation was a little bit of a letdown. And I think it's... The doozers are very simplistic in Fraggle Rock but in the animation it comes across like I feel like I could draw a doozer (laughs) and I'm not good at drawing (laughs) and to kind of make it topical like they're just so simple. They kind of make me think about those people who like the all lives matter people who are like I don't care if you're black or white or purple and I feel like the doozers are, like, who they're picturing.
1: Because they're nondescript and there's nothing individual yeah. about them. Yeah. And nobody's purple.
0: Anyway, anyway, I thought the visual, the visuals were a bit of a letdown.
1: It was an interesting contrast with last week's episode where we reviewed Forky Asked a Question. Ten five-minute shorts that were so carefully made and so beautifully animated, whereas this was just passable
0: I don't know. I feel like I'm being really negative on all of these points, but I really kind of liked the show, actually. But when we break it down, I'm not sure why I liked it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've seen a lot worse. hmm And I mean, I was glad to sit down in front of an episode of The Doozers instead of another episode of Dino Trucks. hmm So it's all yeah. relative. Mm-hmm. You know what? We just got to the end of this page, and I realized I did not prepare at all for the evergreen questions. So you're going to have to answer them first.
0: <clears throat> okay, no problem.
1: Were you able to compare this to any movie or TV show made for grownups?
0: I was thinking about it in terms of it's show. It's very much a workplace show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, what are some shows where there's like four people who all work together? and <laughs> obscurely back to designing women
1: oh, wow
0: that's a deep cut which in that show it's a little more like distinct personalities I also thought of the Drew Carey show which is more like four friends then I also thought about Atlanta which is like more of the problem solving aspect because there's always a problem to solve in Atlanta mm-hmm. how about how about you were you able to compare it to any movie <laughs> or show for grown-ups
1: I don't know. Everything about the characters was so flat. Yeah, I almost want to compare it to, okay, so the Travel Channel, the History Channel, Nat Geo, whatever, they all have shows that are like how such and such a thing works, like how they build skyscrapers, or like how nerds are made in the factory, or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then they also have second tier shows that are just like world's tallest buildings and they like just give the (laughs) overview and they don't explain like how things are actually made it's just like it feels like b-roll that was made for other shows they've just cobbled together into a half an hour that you'll never get back Mm -hmm. yeah were you able to cast a gritty hbo reboot
0: well i would like to see a show where contestants are given like a pile of radishes and see what they can make with it. I would have Donald Glover from Atlanta host (laughs) and I'd have Delta Burke and Drew Carey be some of his first
1: contestants. (laughs) Like Lego Masters but with radishes? Yeah. What is the deal with radishes? That sounds like an excellent summer show. Kind of like it could come on after Ultimate Tag. Speaking of COVID
0: haircuts, did you see that? I think it's CBS who has like a COVID haircut show. No. And it's like professional hair Hair hairstylists, like over Zoom or something, like they (laughs) coach celebrities (laughs) into trimming their
1: own hair. That sounds awful. (laughs) So I am stealing from your (laughs) grown-up show and casting the gritty HBO reboot starring the cast of the Drew Carey show, just because I feel like... Drew Carey has a really round face and he lends very he kind well of to like the like doozer. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Drew and Mimi together again. Doozers. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the big question Was it better when we were kids?
0: Oh, uh, the doozers do not in any way compare to my memories of Fraggle Rock.
1: I just feel like there was so much less siloing mm-hmm that since fraggle rock had to appeal to a wider audience yeah it felt more anarchic and there was nothing anarchic about the doozers right <laughs> would you ever watch this alone voluntarily i would not how about you no no nope Mm-mm. okay
0: <laughs> 10 seconds on whether this is good for our kids i think it's totally fine
1: yeah, I'm okay to have it in the rotation. I wish they had a catchy song about engineering concepts so that I would never have to think about the Blaze show again. I have to say I
0: watched it with my kids, and Libby and Nate were completely offended. At the end of every episode when they complete a pop project, the Doozers say, yay,
1: us. And they thought that
0: meant that the Doozers were, like, totally full
1: of themselves.
0: Oh. Nate, that <laughs>
1: I did not even
0: think of that. I was like, I think it's okay that they're, f- they're feeling good about what
1: they accomplished. Yeah. It's okay to be proud <laughs> of yourself, kids. <laughs> they're working for the collective. It's fine. <laughs> Ratings?
0: I would give it a three.
1: That was generous. Like you said, spending all the time talk about it, talking about it made me like it less.
0: What would you rate it?
1: It's hard to judge it in isolation because I can't. Think about it and not think about all the worst shows. All right. I'm just, uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5 just to be contrary. Oh, we didn't even talk about the fact that, well, we talked a little about Radish Power, but they just let the kids drive like cars and motorcycles? See, I think they're older than they're portrayed. I think they're interns. Okay. So like maybe the lifespan of a doozer is really short. Maybe. So (laughs) they appear to be preschoolers, but in fact, they're approaching adulthood. (laughs) <laughs> oh now I just got really sad for the doozers
0: they live a tough life I mean they have to work so hard I
1: hope and you live full lives in such a short period of time guys mm-hmm.
0: well thank you for listening to this <laughs> episode of It's My Scream Time too. <laughs> please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts <laughs> our website at myscreentime2.com. You can still find us on Facebook to continue the conversation at facebook.com myscreentime2. That's also where you'll find out what we're covering in our next episode if you want to watch along with us. Tweet us with show or movie suggestions, article recommendations, or general comments at, at my screen time two. Email us at myscreentime two at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by me and my adorable children, and our podcast is produced by Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV. Beloved we'll systems. screen time two. <laughs> <Screen time. laughs> it's my screen time today.